They don't wanna see you win. Huh. I ain't stopping to the end. I don't break, I don't fold, I don't bend at all. Cause I'm about to get it in. They gon' hate, hate. All, all right, man, welcome back to the Eyeball Podcast. I'm your host, Jim, a.k.a. Jay Meeks. Got my man, Peebo, with me. What's happening? And got my boy, CD. Good. Yeah, man, appreciate y'all support, man. We're getting a lot of love since the first episode. So, yeah, man, we just want to keep the keep the heat going. So, today's episode, we're going to start off. We got a few topics we're going to go, go over. But first, we're going to start off with who is your underdog sleeper to win it all? And tell us why. So, Pat, let's. Let's talk about it. I said it last week, man. I'm going to go ahead and say it again, bro. I'm going with the Sixers. Just look at that roster, man. I see Ben Simmons, Mike Scott, good vet. Got Glenn Robinson III, sleeping on him. Josh Richardson. You got uh, Shape Middleton, pretty decent score. You got Kirk Mons, good shooter. Court Mays, Kirk Mons, I think it is. Got Al Horford. You got Tobias Harris. Got Joel Embiid, and they got added to Burt. I think the Sixers is a sleeper team, man. And they're healthy. You know, they, they number one issue is, is being healthy, and I think Embiid had two months to get whatever injury he had under control. I feel like when it all boils down to the Sixers can be a tough team because they got some size, they got some youth mixed with some veterans, and they play pretty hard on defense when they actually buy into the system, bro. So my sleeper team, it would be the Sixers for sure. I said, who you got? It's probably gonna shock you a little bit, man. I normally don't root for this dude in the playoffs because he don't never show up. Uh-oh. But um, I think I think the Rockets, man. Oh lord! Just because I like that pick, right? Just because with that unorthodox style and playing that small ball, I think they're gonna catch a lot of teams sleeping because teams are gonna try to match up with them you know, and not play the big traditional big lineups with the four and the five. Tony ball. Right. And I think, I think that is, uh, that works to their advantage at some point because you get in that trap and you're trying to run and gun with them instead of slowing the game down. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I think they can, they can creep up on some teams and, uh, and cause some problems, man. Yeah, so, everything like everything that. ain't built to play that way. So right. when you try when you get caught up into their strategy trying to run up and down the court, it's pulling you out your game. Right. And you forget. You yeah. forget, you know, the way you normally play. And then you're in a you're in a different setting too. You're not playing on your home floor. So no crowd. It's easy, it's easy for teams to get distracted. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on. So I mean I feel like the Rockets can, you know, play to that and uh use that as their advantage. I agree. I like that pick. See, I was going to pick the Rockets, but I was like, let me go with it. They, to me, they're not really a sleeper. Like, to me, I feel like they got, you know, a decent chance. So, all right, so as far as my sleeper, you know, my second team that I was going to pick, the only reason I was going to pick this team is because our last show, y'all picked the Lakers to win it all. I picked the Clippers to win it all. So I was thinking, you know, the sleeper is really the Bucks, if you want to say sleeper. But we know they're not really a sleeper because they're really a contender. So sleeper, you know, I'm going with the Celtics. Celtics is my squad. I like the little, I like the young team. Now they got Kimba plus Tatum is one of the, you know, he's one of the the up and comers. He's like a, a young Kobe to me. He he remind me of young Kobe. So plus with Hayward, Marcus Smart, um, uh, Jalen Brown, they just got a decent squad and they got the young legs. So 
when it comes to the everybody been resting and all these old legs been on ice, I like the young, the youth in the situation. So um, Celtics is my sleeper team. I feel like they got a chance. They just can get past the Bucks or, or the Heat, you know, whichever one. They gonna Each of them is a problem problem. But if they can get past each of them, the sky's the limit, bro. So that's my sleeper. All right, so we'll move on to the next topic, unless you got one more thing to add or whatever. I ain't got nothing for it. Nah, that's it for that. All right, so who is your top 10 all-time players? Mm. All-time in the NBA, we'll say. Mm. Um, I want to start off with this, if y'all don't mind. You know? Yeah, man, shoot your Hello. shot. Top 10 all-time players. You know, we've been wanting to talk about this. This is a good time to talk about it, though. And this is going to be in order, right? Yeah, it's your specific order. Okay, I want you to keep keep it all the way 1,000 now. order, and I'll explain why why I say what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, so, all right, so number one, you know, this ain't a shocker to y'all, but for everybody else, it's, you know, it's a shocker. But mm. Kobe, my number one player of all time. He 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 he, he the top player. He the goat to me. Um, I'll explain why in a second. Number two, I got MJ. Number three, I got Magic. Number four, I got Kareem. Number five, I got Wilt. Number six, I got Bird. Number seven, I got Shaq. Number eight, I got Timmy du- Tim Duncan. And number nine, I got Bill Russell. And number 10, I got Hakeem. <laughs> and I know all the LeBron fans is going to get mad, but I got LeBron at number 11. I give him number 11, bro. But, um, yeah, he's number 11. And that's my top 10. So that, <laughs> I know it's funny because they're going to be mad, you know what I mean? But now let me explain. First, I got Kobe. Kobe, I'm gonna say he's the he's to me he's the best player of all time. To me, Jordan was the best player of all time. Of course, we all think Jordan was the goat, or think or thought Jordan was the goat. So Jordan was the goat, you know what I mean. But Kobe, y'all, everybody picks Kobe and take away from Kobe because he mimicked his game. But he mimicked his game, and he also perfected his game, and also to me took his game to the next level. Um, and he had let, limited. Um, options or resources as far as MJ had bigger hands and more athletic and was a stronger dude just naturally. Mm-hmm. Kobe Kobe had to make up for them things in the skill area. So to me, he's the most skilled player of all time. Kobe perfected the mid-range as far as you could perfect something. I don't mean literally perfected, but he perfected the mid-range. He had a better handle than Mike. They both had about the same post game. Um, they both had similar defense. Kobe is also the number one he had, he had the most defensive first team, uh, all defensive team selections of all time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and also, he had a, he had more range than MJ, too. So they both could shoot really good, but I'm going to give Kobe the, the nod on, on as far as the range and the handle. So that's why I got Kobe as number one. That ain't no knock to Jordan. Jordan is the GOAT. He's the shit, of course. But this you know, your perspective. Too. Like, you know, Kobe's the GOAT, too, if you ask me. So for number two, I got MJ and, you know, I'm going to let y'all explain all the reasons why MJ is the GOAT, you know what I mean? So I'm going to let y'all have that. MJ's number two on my list. He's 6-0 and in the finals, of course. He was the GOAT before we seen anything else. So he was clearly the best basketball player his whole career. Okay. So three, I had uh, Magic. Magic, people sleep on Magic and don't give Magic enough credit. Magic won the championship his first year in the league, and he won the finals MVP his first year in the league. Uh, without Kareem. Kareem went out in, I believe, game five or six. I believe I forget, but I rewatched it back, and Magic went off and um, in his first year, bro, and he won the championship and won the and then won the Finals MVP. That's just never gonna be done again by a rookie ever again in the history of basketball. I don't care how long we live. 
So anyways, um, that's why I got Magic at, at – um, and that's not the only reason why I got Magic. Of course, he went on to win five championships after that. So Magic is really – you know, he was up there, up there. So Kareem, Kareem is, is – don't get enough credit as well. You know, I let Pat get into uh, more Kareem uh, – why Kareem is up there. Yeah. Um, Wilt, Wilt shattered all the records, and he, and he won rings. So I got to put uh, Wilt up there. Wilt was also the most – crazy athlete we've ever seen. Like, he was the craziest athlete of all time, basically. Freakish athlete. Freakish yeah. athlete. Pause. But anyways, um, um, next I got Bird. Mm. Uh, to me, Bird was the, he's the best small forward of all time. I say LeBron is number two after that. Um, with KD coming up. But um, Bird is the best small forward of all time. He's one of the most underrated players of all time, bro. And I, I urge, like, the younger people, bro, go watch Bird. On the go watch it, bro. He's on YouTube now, fam. Go watch Bird because y'all don't y'all be sleeping on Bird. His passing was one of the best passers in the league, probably the best passer in the league, best shooter in the league. And he was like he had more skill than everybody in the league. He was the most skilled player in the league for most of his career until he started getting hurt. So, anyways, I keep going. I don't want to take up too much time. Shaq is the net is next for uh, obvious reasons. Um, Duncan, I got after that. He's the best power forward of all time. Mm. Bill Russell had a, Bill Russell's next. He had eleven rings. He was a player coach, best defender maybe of all time. He was the best defender of his whole era. He was. Uh, it, it, I don't even know if they was giving out defensive player of the year, but they had to name it after him because yeah, he was that crazy. But um, or didn't they name Finals MVP after him, or was it the defensive player of the year? Mm, not really for sure. Which one? It don't matter. All right. So and then um, and lastly, I got Hakeem. Hakeem, I put him on the list because Hakeem is one of the only all-stars or cha uh, champions I could think of who won without no other all-stars like that and without another real dominant player. Mm -hmm. so, um, and then he won two straight. So um, I got to give Hakeem his love. And then, you know, honorable mention is LeBron. So y'all take it over, my guy. I'll let you do it, Say You go ahead, man. All right, man. So me, say the top of my list, I'm going with MJ, you know. Like I said, it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, the dude dominated the league, you know, from the time he got there, you know. I mean, yes, he's lost early on in his career, but once he actually got a team built around him and they had a solid core, I mean, the dude was lights out from there on. So, um, got MJ number one, you know, I'm going to roll with him 6-0. and Then I got Kobe at number two. On my list, you know, obviously Kobe won five rings, had an illustrious career, 20 years, played it all with the same organization, which was huge. Some, you, you know, that's rare that you don't see nowadays. Um, you know, RIP to him and, his, you know, his daughter. Sad moment for everybody, I'm sure. Um, number three, I'm going with LeBron, man. I mean, LeBron is like nipping at the heels. I mean, he's probably going to get all of these records as far as, like, most points scored. I mean, he's going to be up there as far as points scored, assists, rebound. He's going to hit all of these, you know, milestones coming up, all-star appearances. He's going to get all of that. Um, plus, you know, if he wins a ring this year, you know, coronavirus or not, shortened season, whatever you want to call it, I think that's still a huge feat because he's conquering something that people have already talked about that he couldn't do, which is winning the West. Um, fourth, I'm going, I got Kareem. Fourth, you know, um, you know, Kareem was a legend in his own before, you know, people even, 
really gave, you know, Sanders that type of credit. But, I mean, as far as, like, being skilled later on in his career, I think that's one of the biggest things that I look at, being that, you know, he wasn't as athletic, you know, later in his career, but he was still effective and was a threat. Um, five, I'm going with Magic. You know, Magic had a great career, obviously. You know, won multiple titles, finals MVPs, like you mentioned, his rookie year. Uh, after Magic, I'm rolling with Bird. Um, obviously, Larry Legend, you know, speaks for himself. I mean, if you think of the Celtics, you should think of Larry Bird first. Um, and then after him, I'm going with Wilt. You know, Wilt had a great career as well. You know, like, you know, 100 points, crazy. I don't care who you played against, it's still 100 points. <laughs> 55 rebounds. Right, right. Monster numbers, bro. Right. 25, he used to average, yo. Ain't yeah, it was, it was, he was, PlayStation numbers, man. And then I'm, I'm going with Shaq, the big Aristotle. Mm-hmm. You know, Shaq had a, you know, great career. Got four rings, you know, one to one in Miami, uh, which was huge. Um, you know, once he left LA, you know, hate to see him go. But uh, then I'm going with Duncan, and then I'm going with Hakeem. I didn't have Bill Russell on my list just for the simple fact that, yes, I know he won 11 rings. Definitely a great player. But I just think from a talent standpoint, Duncan and Hakeem were far more skilled, you know, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And I feel like if they played in that era, they would have 11 rings as well. I imagine. So that's my top ten. I don't know about you leaving them off the list, but I understand what you're saying. Right. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and get started in this list, man. So number one, I got Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Mm, Talk about the number one score in NBA history. The most unstoppable shot in NBA history. Period, bro. You're talking about a guy that got, what, five chips? Yeah. Or is he six? got six. Six chips. And six MVPs. One with Milwaukee, five with the Late Show. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the MVPs. And then, hell, on top of that, you can say Kareem is the greatest college player of all times. He only lost one game in college, one game in high school, bro. You might you talking about the greatest basketball player to ever walk the face of earth, bro. Damn. Kareem by far is that dude. He's a monster, bro. Number two, line. I, got, I got MJ. And the reason why I got MJ on there, man, is because he just changed the game, man. The way he just took basketball, like for real, for real. Everybody wanted to be a big man till MJ came in the league. Everybody wanted to be a guard. Everybody wanted to soar in the air. Everybody wanted to do the turnaround jumper. The things that Michael was able to do, and I think the the, the thrive, you know, the, the thrive and the heart and all that extra edge that he had, you just never seen a player that was built to kill like MJ was, you know, before Kobe, of course. But MJ just wheeled his way into being, you know, second on my list, man. Six for six for six, bro. I don't care what any other player did, six and oh. That that, that speaks for itself. Number three, I got Kobe on there. The only reason why I'm gonna put MJ over Kobe is because like I said before, you got the six and oh, 
If Kobe would have won those two that he lost with seven, it would be very hard to not put him over Kareem and MJ. But them two losses he got in the finals is going to sting his career, you know, in my opinion. Now, I can get into all the accolades and stuff that Kobe has done, but our generation, we all know what Kobe did, you know, for the game of basketball. All the, what, nine 40-point games in a row and 62 in the third. and I mean, you know, you can keep going on and on with Kobe, bro. It's unstoppable. And, yes, I do agree, he got a better handle than MJ. He got a better range than MJ. And he's just as – as much of a killer for mid-range than MJ. I give MJ the, the nudge on probably being a little more athletic. But that's that's where I draw the line at, you know what I'm saying, in, in my opinion. But like I said, the 6-0 is what does it. Now, after that, I got Wilt at number four. We already talked about the stuff he did. Number five, I got LeBron James. Okay. After LeBron... I got Magic. I mean, we've already talked about Magic. He's the greatest point guard to ever lace up shoes and touch the court. After Magic, I got Larry Bird, the legend. We're talking about a guy who went out and tried to go for 40 with his left hand. You, you, you ain't seeing cats doing that no more, boy, period. You know, to be able to be – you got, and, and I'm going to tell you what makes Magic, Bird, Magic so special. He wasn't athletic, and he was still able to do all those things. Thanks. But that just lets you know how good of how great of a shooter he was. His IQ was off the charts. He had a fund, fundamentally sound game. His passing was very, very – I hate when they say LeBron is, is the best passing small four they ever seen because you clearly ain't watched Magic – I mean, a Bird, if, if, you, if you watch that. Yeah, they wasn't watching. After Bird, I got Tim Duncan at number eight. Mm -hmm. I got Shaq at number nine. And then I got Bill Russell at number 10. And the thing about that is, man, you know, I, I hate when fans try to grandfather a guy in because of all the stuff that he's did. But the thing about it is these young guys is coming up, bro. And if somebody deserves to get in that top 10, I, I'm, I'm not going to old head out, you know, nine out of 10 times. But Bill Russell, I'm going to leave him in there because those 11 championships just can't be matched. Now, mind you, I don't think it was but, like, eight teams in the NBA at that time. But still, I'm going to give it to him because, you know, he had he got the record, man. So, yeah, it was my list. It was nine teams in the league. I mean, so you can you can say it's not that good of a thing, but yeah. he won 11 of them, though. He won almost every single year. And he the reason yeah. Jerry West got nine finals losses. Yeah, and he kept Wilt from winning the whole bunch. We only got one. He used to lock Wilt up, honestly. That's one thing I meant to say about Bill is he used to lock Wilt up when it mattered in the finals and all that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm definitely – I I put like Bill – I like that list. You got anything else to add, CD? I don't have anything, man. I think we uh, we nailed that one. Yeah. All right, so we can move on to the next topic. Um, We don't got to spend a lot of time on this. You know what I mean? Let's just, uh, you know, just give our thoughts on it. Because uh, it's kind of, you know, a few days old now. But the Patrick Mahomes, he signed the richest deal of all time, as we know. Let's talk about it. I'll give my thoughts first. Um, I mean, he deserved it, man. He deserved every penny. The dude is dude, the dude is amazing, honestly. Like, as far as what he's what he bringing to the table at such a young age. So, we haven't really seen nothing like this dude. And he's really on track to be the GOAT, like the greatest type, the greatest player of all time. 
But I can't say that until he, you know, he does it though. He got to do it consistently. And I do want to say that I wish, I do want to see him without, you know, uh, all these weapons, maybe, you know, he got all the weapons right now. So, you know, I don't know how good he really is all the way, but he's super good though. I'm just saying, we'll see when he, when he loses a couple of these dudes or they get a little older and we'll see what he's really you know, all the way. But as of right now, he deserves every penny. Go ahead. I mean, I, I mean, every QBs needs weapons to win. I mean, I don't know many QBs that have won a Super Bowl without any legit weapons. And in, in that Kansas City team, they're fairly young on both sides of the ball. I mean, you got Tyreek Hill, who's young. I mean, you got Nicole Hardman. I mean, Kelsey's up there in age. But you got Mahomes, who's the engine, and he's just 24. I mean, he's the quickest QB to throw 75 touchdown passes, and he did it in 30 games. Crazy. I mean, he do this one MVP, one final, one uh, Super Bowl MVP at 24. So, I mean, you had to pay the dude. And you knew coming into that year that he was going to reset the QB market, like, forever. And yeah. any QB that, like, that hasn't signed a deal, like we were talking about this other day, like Dak and Deshaun Watson, there's no way that you can go and ask for that type of money. I'm sorry. Yes, but your ass ain't getting it. Dak is – his price didn't went up, bro. You know that. Yeah, Dak has went up, but I don't see Jerry Jones bending off of that $35 million a year. Jones better get his mind together before they be back average forever again. But go ahead. But, I mean, like I say, Mahomes, like you say, he deserved every penny of it. I'm just eager to see um, how the Chiefs, you know, continue to uh, keep a, a roster around him. I mean, I know that after three years or so, I'm sure the guarantees will all be pushed to the front. It's going to be front-loaded. But I'm just eager to see how they keep the team built around him because you got a lot of guys that's going to be up for contracts. You know, um, Chris Jones, defensive lineman who played – his tail off in the Super Bowl and all the way up to the playoffs, he wants $20 million a year. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill's going to need a new contract. So, I mean, you got um, you got some obstacles to overcome to keep that team together. But, you know, so far, so good for Pat Mahomes, man. Salute. What's up with it, Bo? Well, I got to say, man, I take my hat out to him, man. To be a, a, a you know African-American playing the quarterback position, to do the things that he's able to do out there. You know, I've seen him do things that most quarterbacks ain't doing, bro. To be able to scramble out the pocket and throw slanting and left-handed and just, you know, the, the kid is a wizard out there with that football, bro. And it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, he's he's the franchise of the league right now. And I felt like um, Kansas City, they had to give him his just due. I do think 507 is a, is a hell of a lot of money, but the kid is uh, – you know, no injuries ever happened to him. He got a chance to break every record out there, bro, at the quarterback position. So, I mean, I look at it from that standpoint. If, if I had that type of talent, you got to go ahead and wrap him up with a contract, bro. You keep the weapons around him. You keep keep an O-line around him. And, I mean, shit, you 10 years from now, he's guaranteed to get you at least two more Super Bowls, bro. Two or three. So, I feel like, um, hey, man, it, I think it was worth it. I really do. All right, anything to add, CD? We'll move on to the next one. 
Uh, the only thing, I mean, it's just we just never seen a contract like that. You know, as far as like the length and the amount of money, that's like a like a baseball contract. Oh, you no, know, so for a QB to sign that, I mean, it's a good thing for Kansas City because you see these QBs go back and forth. Oh, I'm not getting my just due. I'm not, you know, I'm worth more than that. But for a dude to want to sign up for ten years, whether he plays out of ten years or not, is uh, that's a huge, uh, huge gift for Kansas City, and they struck gold by uh, you know trading up in the draft to get him that year. You know when the Bears took the biscuit, so that's <laughs> gonna hurt for long life. Yeah. All right, man. We will move on to the next topic, man. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about uh, what's your thoughts on the NFL making uh, the fans sign waivers in order to go to the games. You want to start, CD? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll start with it, man. You know, I, you know, I, I wanted to go, you know, to a couple games, obviously this year, but you know, with the COVID nineteen, man. I think I'm going to just stay in the house, just watch it on TV. And, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a game and be stressed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to a game to relax, you know, watch it in peace. But, you know, with this going on, I just feel like it's not worth it. If I have to sign a waiver that, you know, I might get sick and all that, I just feel like I'm I'm forcing the issue and I should just, you know, sit this one out, man, until it's, you know, a little bit safer for folks to come outside, man. Hey, Bo. Well, I got to say this, man. The COVID got everybody shook. And, and to be honest with you, man, you know, it's the reason why they're making people sign a waiver. They, they don't, they don't want to be responsible for anything. In other words, they tell me, stay your ass at home, bro. I look at it like this right here. If I got to sign a waiver to do something, I don't need to be doing it. I feel like, you know, it's a lot of money they're going to be losing out on, but is it really worth your life, though? You know what I'm saying? It's him. You you gotta make the, the 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 conscious decision to say, look, man, I'm gonna watch this shit on TV. So in my opinion, you know, the NFL they reaching, man. Just you know, I don't know what you can do. I just say no fans, man. Just get paid off the TV or off, off the networks or something like that. But it's just as a fan, you just gotta have common sense and say, look, like I said, just said, bro, I'm not participating. Facts, bro. I agree with both of y'all, man. My opinion is, um, first of all, the NFL is trying to cop- capitalize on people's ignorance uh, towards the virus and just people with pure stupidity just wanting to go to a game and be entertained in person when you could literally watch it on the, on the, on the TV like you just said or watch it on any device from anywhere you at. But if you're going to risk your life to watch some football, you just you just ain't got it all at this point, man. So I just feel like they're trying to capitalize, especially since uh, when the when the report came out that they're not lowering the prices of the tickets. If the tickets are the same price as normally or more, and not lowered, y- y'all just showing y'all don't care about the people. Y'all only care about the bottom line. You don't care about the fans, but we already know they don't care about the bottom line. That's why the Colin Kaepernick situation is going on. That's why they don't do nothing about racial injustice and stuff like that. That's why you can't uh, kneel for the national anthem, even though that's a silent protest. Um, if they cared about the fans or the players, which is 80% black, they would allow them to at least silent protest. And if you're going to invite fans to the games, the least you would do is lower the prices on the tickets. But they're not. So that's my opinion on it is that the, that the NFL doesn't care about the, the fans and they're just trying to capitalize off of people being ignorant and not really taking the virus serious, man. Anything else you got to add? I would say this. I didn't know they, they're not changing the ticket prices. 
So if they was changing the ticket prices, you would have the big cappers up in there. Hey, I'm in the front row, but so because they're not changing the tickets, ain't nobody gonna be trying to cap at the game. So nah, I don't see it happening, bro. Cash is staying at the crib. What you guys said? Anything else? Nothing, man. All right, we'll move on to the next topic. Dwight Howard returning to the Lakers. So um, we're going to talk about that. Dwight Howard returning to the Lakers. Also, Jamal Crawford and Mike Beasley signed to the Nets. Go ahead, Bo. Talk about it. All right, man. So I guess we'll start off with Dwight Howard, bro. So I was looking at some stats today. And whenever Dwight scores double digits and points, the Lakers ain't lost but one game. So that shows you how important he is to our bench. You know, even though his stats ain't nothing but like seven and seven, mm-hmm. it's the impact he has on the game when he comes in the game. Like the defense don't drop off. And honestly, in my opinion, I think the defense actually goes up when Dwight comes in. Um, he's still a rim protector, still a good rebounder. And, and, and I don't know if y'all remember the specific game I'm talking about, but Dwight actually has some decent passes in the game. So I think Dwight Howard's energy is what the Lakers really need because a lot of times JaVale just seems like he don't really be in it. So, uh, you know, I think Dwight Howard coming into Orlando is, is, is major. Without Dwight, I can't guarantee the Lakers to win the championship. Just my opinion. Now, on the flip side of that, let's go and talk about the Nets. Um, I just don't think Jamal Crawford really got that much left in the tank, bro. I mean, I know he can still score the ball, still got a mean handle, but it doesn't mean anything when they actually need – can he really, like, lead a team when they need him to? I I don't think he's out there doing what Lou Williams is still doing. You know what I'm saying? You got to forget it. What, Jay Crossover is how old, 40? Shit, he had 51 last year, though, when he when he played, though. Remember the last I mean, year? he can get a bucket, bro, but my thing is when you start to get over that threshold of 36, 37, you ain't doing that shit every night. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> every once in a while, you might scratch up a good game, and then you're done the rest of the games. Now, to talk about Beasley, everybody always says the same thing about Michael Beasley. He had all this potential. He never did reach his potential the number two pick. I still do think Beasley can score the basketball and he can rebound. He had some decent games when he was with the late show, but I do feel like a, a key to him signing with, with Brooklyn, people got to don't forget that Kevin Durant and Beasley grew up together. So if anybody can get Beasley to actually come and play, it's going to be somebody he grew up with since he was a teenager. They real close. Maybe he can be in his ear and keep him motivated because I always thought that Michael Beasley's biggest downfall, he just think he just don't want it. You know what I'm saying? He got the skill, but he don't want it. I was reading an article today. It was talking about how people remember him and LeBron going head up in Miami, and LeBron was pretty much waxing him the whole time. I mean, so, I mean, take that back. Take that back. Beasley was actually beating LeBron one on one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like he can get a bucket. He got some nice moves. The kid is really smooth. Like I said, he rebounds, but is he going to have the mentality to come in and actually play team basketball and winning basketball? And when it all boils down to it, I just don't think that those two guys are going to be enough for Brooklyn. Hopefully they prove me wrong, but I just don't see it. I'll talk about it real quick. Um, 
my opinion is, uh, first of all, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, he needed to come back for the Lakers to be to, to win the championship. If they was going to have a ch- chance to fully win, they needed him. And I'm not saying it because he's a great player anymore. Like, he's still a decent player. But um, his his role and his size was essential. That's why the Lakers been so good this year because they've just been the biggest team out there for the most part. So, um, yeah, he had to come back. Otherwise, the, the weight was going to be too much on JaVale. And, and yeah, so so him coming back was, was essential. Um, I do feel like he'll he'll do what he has to do, but I can, if you put too much on Dwight at this point in his career, you're not, you're asking for trouble. So um, and then as far as Jamal Crawford and Mike Beasley, um, I like the pickups. I really like him if if Kyrie and Kevin was still playing, because then they would be good complimentary pieces. But um, they're not gonna. You, you're asking these dudes to come from overseas and from their couch basically to come in and make an impact in his last few games. I don't see it happening. Go ahead, Seth. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the Beasley and Jay crossover, you know, pickups for the Nets. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it's it's like the best that they can get at this point. I mean, you've pretty much lost everybody. Like, you know, Kyrie's hurt, KD's out. Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been one of your, you know, most consistent players, he caught the COVID and the doctors advised that he not go, you know, to the bubble. Forgot about that. And, and he was averaging 20 points a game this year. And, you know, Spence Dinwiddie has always been a, a he's been a solid player. Like he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good player. And I, I mean, I like, I like the kid. Um, But like you said, at this point, I mean, the Nets, I, I honestly feel like they don't really even want to be there. And I feel like the playoffs would be better if they just went to like a straight 16 team format because no one is going to want to watch the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs, to be honest with you. And Not even Kyrie and KD will watch that game. Right. And that, I mean, that team is so decimated by injuries, the COVID. I mean, DeAndre Jordan's not there. I mean, you're not even talking about him. And he was starting center. He's He caught, you know, the COVID and, and he's been out and he's not coming. So, I mean, it's just uh, it's just too much too much to overcome um for them i mean i'm i'm hope i mean hopefully they can hang on to their playoff spot but it's looking pretty slim if you're depending on a a 40 year old jamal crawford and a mike beasley who just you know popped up and you know now i'm ready to play like but um as far as the lakers uh getting d12 back you know, is huge because, you know, that's, like you say, that's what has enabled the Lakers to be successful this year is that they can literally play pretty much two seven-footers the entire game, something that most teams can't do. Right. And um, Dwight, you know, he is an integral piece to that bench. You know, even when we get, like, slow as far as scoring-wise, defensively, like Pat said, I feel like the defense does get a little bit better. You know, he shuts, he literally shuts the paint down and doesn't, you know, make a lot of those stupid fouls. I mean, he keeps, you know, penetration down out the lane. Like, I mean, he covers everything. He can close out on shooters, switch out on guards. Been to play of the year like four times for a reason. Yeah, I mean, he he's still like when you have Dwight Howard, a defensive player of the year, coming off your bench as the backup center. Which and if you make you can make an argument that he should be starting, mm. that's huge. That that lets you know that your team is deep, and you know obviously like say he's he's a big part. And like Pat said, we def Lakers definitely needed him back in order to make this run because without him, and you know let's say Javale gets COVID, then that changes the entire dynamics of the team. 
Facts. All right, man. Shout out to Rob Palinka. Rob, get on them phone lines and make it happen, big Rob. There you go, man. I'm, I'm going to let you have your little Rob celebration today, my guy. Hey, man. Like it every year, man. We're not going to go there, man. We'll talk about that another time. Make it every year, man. Let me, how I mean when y'all win it all, man? I'm going to give Rob his credit. Lottery to Pick first. up your phone. All right. Lottery to first place in the West. One offseason. Pick up your phone when the claw win it all again in the New Jersey. Pick up your damn phone because I'm going to be blowing your shit up. Anyways, we're going to move on to the next topic, man. Y'all be ready for this one because, you know, we got to do our list as far as the the best NBA players under 25 in your order as far as the top 10 players. So who want to start with that? Go ahead. I'll go. You want me to go ahead? I'll take it. I'll take it. Go ahead. Number one, I'm going with Luca. I mean, I feel like, you know, he's hey, – That's uh, a surprise. Nah, it's not a surprise. The dude has been he's, – he's been the best one to me, like, as far as, like – Out of everybody? Like, consistently, no yes. Clear cut. Consistently, that's yes. That's you got, Bo, before we go any further? Clear cut. Yeah. Okay, okay. y'all continue, man. Go ahead. Listen, consistently, yes. And then after him, I'm going with uh, Trey Young. Wow. Um, All right. Yeah, I like Trey Young. I mean, I like what he brings to the Hawks. I mean, I wish they could get the man some help. Um, it happen. Third, I'm going Devin Booker. Okay. And then uh, fourth, I'm going Carl uh, Anthony Towns. All right. Fifth, I'm going Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Then I'm going Jason Tatum. Wow. Yeah, I'm going Jason Tatum. Then I'm going uh, D'Angelo Russell. All right. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going with uh, this 10th one, man, I was struggling with, man. I, I got three guys down here, but I'm going to go with Zion, man. Okay. Damn, CD. I didn't expect half of your picks to be where they was at. What you yeah. got, bro? That's it. Like, we're going to say so, like I said, man, clear cut guy. Number one got to be Luca, bro. That ass dude is God, crazy, boy. Luca was at least top three in MVP conversation this year, bro. Dude. I, I can't, I can't, you know. Go ahead. Some of the guys I like on a personal level better than him, but Luca is that dude, man. I ain't gonna even try to take that away from him. He Number is. two, I got Trey Young. I think the young man is a monster. You know, Atlanta just need to get the right pieces around him so the team can strive a little bit. I would like to see him, you know, fall back on some of the shot attempts and maybe go up a little more on the assists, even though the assists are still pretty, what, like eight, nine range? Yeah. I would like to see it be more in that 12 range. The number three, I got Donovan Mitchell. I think that's kind of self-explanatory. Then number four, I got Carl Anthony Towns. I think Towns is 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 uh he right there, man. It's just the only thing about Towns is he gets into his own head sometimes and he a little bit on the soft side of the big man. And that's the reason why he just don't bring it every night. But as far as skill level goes, shooting the long ball, in the paint, rebounding, his defense needs to be tuned up a little bit. Other than that, man, Carl Anthony Towns is a damn good player. So, number five, I got his teammate on there. 
D-Lo. I think D-Lo, the only thing that really knocks D-Lo, bro, is everywhere he go, he don't really get the get the freedom to do the things that other guys are allowed to do. Pound for pound, you're talking about scoring the basketball, passing the basketball, shooting the ball. D-Lo is right up there with all of them, bro. But like I said before, he don't, he don't never really have the right coach to say, huh, chuck up 30 shots. You know what I'm saying? So skill level, I'm going to put him at number five. Number six, I got Devin Booker. I do think sometimes Booker's stats are a little fabricated because, like I said, he pays for no damn body, and the coach just lets him jack up as many shots as he wants to. He don't really play in an actual structured system. Like some guys, like even though Donovan Mitchell is the man, he still got a system he got to play within. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got Booker at number six. I got B.I. at number seven. Just going to leave him off, Said I, I saw that. I noticed that. Go ahead. No B.I. going to be in my list. Number seven, you see what he did when he got away from LeBron and was able to get the ball in his hands and do what he do. His three ball is getting better. His mid-range is already deadly. If he could just put some more muscle on that frame and finish just a little bit better, I think, you know, uh, B.I. going to cause hell for the next couple of years, man. Brandon Ingram for y'all who don't know. Yeah, B.I., they, they should know by now. Right. Then I got number eight. I got Jason Tatum. I've been singing his praises ever since he was at Duke. Disrespectful to Jason Tatum. Bro. Tatum is cold, man. I really want to put him up higher. Right. But the thing about Tatum is – What's the problem? Go ahead. Man, the problem is, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know, it kind of fell off at one point and it went back up. I guess he just got to be a little more consistent for me. And then, you know, one night it might be him. One night it might be Kimber. One night it might be Jalen. He's not like the clear-cut guy every night. So I'm just, I'm just, 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 just my knock, bro. Just my knock on Tatum. Number nine, if I'm not mistaken, I think Ben Simmons is still under 25, right? Yeah, he's on there. So I got Ben Simmons at number nine. You know, if he would ever learn how to shoot the damn ball, he could probably be a whole lot higher. But because he won't shoot the three, right. I'm going to keep him at number nine, bro. He does everything else great besides shoot. Number 10, man, it's going to be a, a, a sneaky pick, man, for me. But I got to say Bam Bam from Miami. I like, I like what Bam do, man. Yeah, I like Bam, man. He's a, he's a hustler, bro. You know, he's a big man that can stay in front of some guards, can switch off on wings, he rebounds well. He's not really the tallest guy at six foot nine. And then, you know, he's starting to try to shoot a jumper. You know, if he learns how to shoot a nice three, I don't want him to stay outside. But just to add that to his repertoire, I think, you know, I think Bam Bam got a chance to be something special. Okay, good list, good list. All right, y'all got some good lists. Y'all, you know, a couple of people, man, just, just disrespectful, man. All right, so you'll see who, who I think is disrespectful on your list based on my list. Right. All right, number one, I'm going with Jason Tatum. Y'all, just disrespectful, bro. Like, do you watch this young man play? This man is like look like light skinned young Kobe, bro. Like the boy is a is a killer, and he got all the skills. Like literally from top to bottom, the boy can score in any way, and he plays D, and he's athletic, and he's got a long frame. Like that man is made to be a great, bro. He's made to be a, 
a top player of all time, top 50 type of player of all time. He made it be that, and he's showing it right now. Number one, I got Jason Tatum, bro. I don't think nobody on this list is better than Jason Tatum. If I had to pick a player to start my franchise with, give me Jason Tatum, bro. All right, number two, I feel like y'all, uh, especially said you're just disrespectful, my guy. Number two is Brandon Ingram, bro. Whoa. In my opinion. Yes, bro. Yeah, baby. Did you watch him? Yeah. You was watching, my guy. What are you? What are you doing, bro? Bi. I, I like I, the only reason I didn't have Bi in my top ten was at all. Mainly Bi one of your top ten, boy. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. He disrespectful, bro. I'm talking about body of work. Bi's really done it for what fifty games? Where these? What has Luca done? He's got one. He's in two years. One and a half years, man. He's in the MVP conversation this year. He's been dude. playing for a year and a half. You talking about Bi's body of work? Don't do that. But Luca been he been he's been cold since he stepped foot in the NBA. I feel I you. Bi has but not. Let's keep it a buck. Bi has not. He's been playing professional basketball since he was like 14, 15, bro. Let's hey, keep it. I ain't even trying to. I agree with that. That's a fact. But my guy and Bi had to like he just said, Pat. He had to uh, uh, play under LeBron, and 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 playing with Luke Walton, and they wasn't bringing the best out of him, bro. So I'm just saying, you seen what he can do when he really got some, you know what I'm saying? When he really got some, Alvin Gentry gave him gave him the keys, and now he out here. Let me let me ask something. Go ahead. They sleep on Alvin. Alvin Gentry is a good coach, bro. Yeah, I like Alvin. And he brings the best out of his players. A fact. Just want to throw that in there. Go ahead. Look at Zion. I mean, Zion was going to be what he was going to be, but he's letting Zion become what he's going to be. Look at Zoe. Look at Zoe since he left the Lakers. But we'll we'll continue. Number one, Tatum. Number two, B.I. Number three, I got Luca. Respect to Luca. Luca is the shit. He's super cold. I give Luca his respect. He's been definitely killing since day one. But yeah, he has been a pro. So, you know, I give him the nod as far as how to play against a grown man first. He already knew that. So it was able for he was able to translate a lot easier than these dudes. But um, and let's see how it lasts through the test of time. Because if you ask me. Luca's fire, but Luca better drop at least about uh 20 pounds or 20, 30 pounds in the next couple years. Otherwise, these knees ain't gonna be looking so great in year five, six, seven. But that's my opinion. But anyways, I'm gonna continue. Number four, I got Devin Booker. I like Devin Booker. I do feel like he got the green light, like you said, Boat. Yeah. Um, but that's what make it, you know, we got we get to see what he's a, what he's made of, and he's really that dude. You know, he just don't he really need to go play somewhere else. So he can really uh, thrive, and if he had somebody yeah. next to him, you know, we'll see what he's really built up, built like. What's that? What's that? What you saying? Cut to the late show. Man, here you go, bro. Let's move on, man. Um, number five, I got Carl Anthony Towns. I like Cat. You know, what I mean, he done already proven himself. He made a few All Star games already, so I give him his just due. After that, I'm going with D'Lo. That's D'Lo number six. I give D'Lo his respect. He made an all-star team, even though it was by default, and we're going to give it an asterisk, but he yeah. still made it. You know what I'm hey, saying? Did he play the game? <laughs> huh? He played the game, didn't he? Yeah, he played, but it's because somebody didn't play because they got hurt. In man. case you forgot that part. I, I, told, I told y'all he was going to make the all-star team. He is the all-star, man. I give you that. But he just wasn't chosen, you know what I mean? And so I it's just like being an adopted child as opposed to actually being a biological child. But anyways... Um, Ben Simmons is who I got on the next. No, 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 I'm lying. I got Trey Young's. Uh, Trey Young after Zion. No, I got Zion after D'Lo. Did I say Zion? No. no. All right, D'Lo, and then I got Zion. Wow. 
So what's the problem with that, bro? You like you got a problem with the pick? Bro, we got you. Okay, I got Zion. Let me tell you why, since you seem like you got a problem with my pick. Um, Zion, uh, he's been doing what he's doing. And I'm just saying, based upon what he's done every game since he started playing, and based upon what I'm uh, predicting him to do in the future, Zion, I'm going to put him right after D'Lo. And I like him better than who my next pick is, which is Ben Simmons, because, you know, Ben Simmons is still lacking. Like, he's, he's cold, but he's afraid out there, bro. I don't, you know, I don't like dudes that's afraid when you're out here to play basketball, bro. You made it all the way to the NBA. What you afraid of, bro? Shoot the jump shot. You're wide open. They're disrespecting your jump shot. If any man is standing underneath the basketball goal, you should shoot the basketball. I don't care where you're standing at. Just shoot it because they're being disrespectful. Go ahead, Bo. You're making millions of dollars, bro, to work on your craft. Your job is to wake up every morning and pick up a damn basketball and go practice, bro. You, there's no reason why you ain't attempted but like five threes of the whole season. There ain't no excuse for that, especially no excuse out there when you got guys like the Joker or Joel Embiid that can hit a three. And you're a six-foot-nine point guard who won't even attempt well, it. I've seen workouts where he's hit the shot. Just shoot the ball. All right, man. For the rest of my list, man, I had Ben Simmons uh, last. And then after that, I got Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young gets his respect, you know what I mean? And the only thing I, I say about Trey is, uh, Bo, you said that you want him to average like 12 assists, but you also, you know, you also admitted he need more help. You know what I'm saying? Y'all both said y'all want to get more help. So he yeah. definitely need more help. He ain't going to average no 12 assists with these, a bunch of D-League players, G-League players around him. So, yeah, he'll average 12. Once he gets some some talent, he would be averaging 12 if he did have, who you know, some good talent with him. Yeah. So, um, so I got Trey Young, respect to him after that. And then, um, and then my last two, I got Donovan Mitchell at number nine, and then I got John Morant at number ten. Okay, that's the list. Okay. All right, anything else y'all want to add? If we can move on to the next joint. I got some honorable missions, bro. What's up? Let's get it. I, I had to leave DeAndre Aiden off the list. I, I had to leave. Him. I had to leave Jalen Brown off the list. Right. I had to leave Shy Alexander off the list. Yeah, and people be sleeping on De'Aaron Fox and Murray from Denver. Yeah, I was going to put Jamal Murray on. I Jamal like Murray be doing some I like Jamal Murray, yeah. He, he definitely an honorable mention. It was kind of hard to leave him off, off the list, but because I do feel like the Joker does take up some of his spotlight, you know, those guys didn't make the list, man. But it, it, I'm, I'm going to add one too, man. Shout out to Lonzo, bro. He's an honorable mention. I don't care what y'all say, bro. Oh, here we go. Salute to Lonzo. It's the Eyeball Network, but we ain't doing that over here. <laughs> Shout out to Big Baller. We need to link up. Big Baller and Eyeball. Okay, I hear you. We linking up. All right, let's move on to the next topic, man. All right, so um, we're going to talk about what chance do you give the NBA season of finishing successfully and on a scale from zero to 100. And let me start with that one, if y'all don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, from zero to 100, I'm going to give it a – I say about a 5% chance. Um, I get a 5% chance to finish, you know, because, because you know, it, it can finish, but it's going to probably, most likely it's going to finish without most people playing. So I'm going to say we got a 100% chance that no matter what happens, we're going to have the opposing fans pissed off and saying that the championship doesn't matter and it's bullshit because all the COVID shit that happened. So 5% um, chance that it finishes successfully, 100% chance 
Somebody gonna complain about it. What you got? Well, I mean, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it like a forty percent chance of finishing. I mean, I think the bubble concept, the great idea. The only thing that worries me is by them being in Florida, where we've obviously seen a huge uptick in positive cases over the past few weeks. I mean, it's become the hot spot now. So, I mean, that's really the only thing is, you know, like we said on episode one, all it takes is, you know, one player to, you know, not abide by the rules, go outside, come back and, you know, disrupt everything. So I'm going to give it 40%. I'm hoping guys can stay disciplined, you know, during this time and adhere to the policies and stuff that they have in place and protocols. But, um, it's still, you know, it's still a gamble at this point, man. So we'll see. What you got, Bo? I'm going to go ahead and go with a 50-50% chance, man. I feel like um, the guidelines have been set. It's going to be hard to keep grown-ass men in check and make them do things they ain't going to want to do. Um, like like say I said, they are in Florida where the numbers is, is, is crazy right now. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like no matter what happens, because it's already been a go, I just don't see the commissioner saying, well, we just go scrap everything. I think they feel like we, we've geared towards this and we got we to gotta finish it this way, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like as long as a star player don't get this COVID, they definitely going to finish the season. So I, I would give it a 50-50 chance, though, right, that everything, you know, I think everything should be working. All right, we're going to wrap it up there, man. Appreciate y'all tuning into the episode, man. It's episode two of the Eyeball Network, Eyeball Podcast, man. We got my man, Boat. We got my man, CD. Y'all Big keep tuning in. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe. You know what I mean? Keep supporting the brand, yo. We got a lot more coming. And we out, yo. Fuck is you talking about? Corona out here. Always been alone out here. Ain't no opponents out here. I'm the component out here. This my moment out here. Leave me alone, I'm out here. They tryna clone me out here. Niggas is phony out here. My phone ain't roaming out here. Nah, why is you hitting my line and you fake? It's some kind of mistake. Niggas is girls, you in a Monica state. And your Monica fake. Worry about you? I got a lot on my plate. Cause I'm tryna be great. I am that nigga. That's what my mama can say. I'm chillin', chillin', chillin'. Disrespect a nigga that's around me. I get the pillin', pillin', pillin'. Man, especially if you around me with no dealin', dealin', dealin's. I've been special since I was a child. B, it's no ceiling, ceiling, ceilings. Fuck is you talking about? I'm holding the truth. I don't give a fuck if you know what to do. I'ma show and improve, and I'm killing as long as my focus is loose. When I spoke in the booth, make a closed minded nigga open his view. Cause I spit the crack raps, that's a fact, fact, and it's dope in it too. I'm chilling, 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 trying to make a killing, killing, killing. God willing, willing, willing. Get out your feeling, feeling, feelings. I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Fuck is you talking about? I'm chilling, chilling, chilling. Trying to make a killing, killing, killing. God willing, willing, willing. Get out your feeling, feeling, feelings. I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Huh. I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Mm. Fuck is you talking about?
Boy, I'm lit as fuck. Yeah, boy, I'm lit as fuck. Yeah, try to steal a nigga energy. Little boy, just give it up. Yeah, try to go toe to toe with me, but the boy was giving up. I better find somebody to play with for the boy to zip you up. Better respect the guard, nigga. You a Decepticon, nigga. If I really get pissed about some shit, it'll be nothing left of y'all, niggas. I am the goat. You are the sheep. Kill a predator and prey on the wing. This the netter that they say on the tree. It ain't nothing better they can say I'm the king. Yeah, chillin', chillin', chillin'. Tryna make a killin', killin', killin'. God willing, willing, willing. Get out your feeling, feeling, feelings. I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Fuck is you talking about? <laughs> I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? I'm chillin', chillin', chillin'. Tryna make a killin', killin', killin'. God willing, willing, willing. Get out your feeling, feeling, feelings. I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. <laughs> I'm going through the ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Mm.